With the Step It Up April Customer Kudos, you can have Photoshop in a bottle. The Flawless 4 is back. The Glorious Touch Primer, the Perfecting Touch Concealer, and the Flawless Liquid to Matte Touch Foundation are finally packaged together with the Free Foundation Brush, a value of over $150 for only $99. And for the first 10 customers to buy the Flawless 4, Unique by Renee will also give you a free lip product. Don't know what shade you need? Unique by Renee is also offering free color matching to listeners of We Are Not Nina Flowers. Visit LaceyDoors.com today and click on Unique by Renee. Hi, I'm Lacey Drawers, and I am not Nina Flowers. And I'm dancing. <laughs> okay, you know what's funny is Era told me last time, she was like, you should get on every time and just introduce yourself as another root queen and like see what Lexi's going to do if you're like, hi, I'm Lacey Doris and I'm not Trixie Mattel. And then you'd be like, what? What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so this is We Are Not Nina Flowers. Oh, sorry, let's do that again. All right, ready? One, no, two, I think three. it's funny. I think yeah. we should keep it. We, we are not Nina Flowers. We're not Nina Flowers, guys. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Lexi. What's new with you? What's going on? How's life? Life? Yeah. Is, life is life. Yeah. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that much. Um, are we going into what's new here? Yeah, let's just jump into what's new. What's what? new? Um, there was a live shooter trending all over... Oh, yeah, on Facebook, that guy in Cleveland. Can you, like, so here's my thing. There's a lot of things that are trending on social media that I, like, see them, I see a caption, and then I avoid it. Because I just don't like that kind of negativity to penetrate my life so easily, if that makes sense. So half of the controversies that we're going to talk about, I'm not very well educated on because I just don't like looking into it. If I'm being honest. No, that's totally fine. I feel a lot of people do that. It is a lot of negativity going on in the world right now. And the thing is, is you need to find out what's important to you and kind of keep up with those. You know, I don't need to know about every single negative thing going on in the world. I know there's a lot of shit going on in the world. Right. I The things that I'm really focused on that are really important to me are, you know, gay issues, obviously, but feminist issues are important to me. Gun violence and gun control is important to me. These are the things that are important to me that I try to keep up with. These, I'm also really involved in politics, but there's only so much I can stay on top of because there's so much shit going on all the time. Oh, that's part of, my mom said I should be a politician when I was younger just because I was so passionate about things and I would argue to yeah. death. But it, I quickly learned there's just so much to politics that I was like, no, no, thank you. That's a lot. It's It's too much bullshit that you have to do. It's really not a lot about policymaking and upholding. But anyway, the Cleveland shooter guy, he went live on Facebook. It started with him, like, parking his car. He got out of his car, walked up to some stranger. He was a 73-year-old grandfather, shot him dead on Facebook Live, and then drove away. And he had mentioned that he had killed 14 or 15 other people. They did catch him. He was in Erie, Pennsylvania at a McDonald's. And the cashier in the drive-thru recognized him and delayed him by telling him to wait a few minutes because the fries were cooking or whatever while she called the cops. Cops came. There was a little bit of a chase. And he ended up shooting himself and killing himself. So 
Luckily, there's another killer out of this world, but he apparently had killed 15 or 16 people. What the depressing. fuck? Yeah. Hashtag America. Hashtag America. Jesus right. Christ. Anyway, so there's that. That's what's going on with that. What's going on with this Bill O'Reilly guy? So he has been accused of multiple allegations of sexual assault, sexual harassment, basically bribing women to perform sexual favors and taunting and harassing them when they didn't. And there was a settlement of over $13 million. He had apparently called one of his coworkers at Fox News hot chocolate before sexually harassing her, and she was an African-American woman. <gasps> so there's just a lot of shit going on. <laughs> so it appears that Fox News has decided to let Bill O'Reilly go. Thank God. He's also gotten into Twitter wars with J.K. Rowling, so automatically you're on my shit list. <laughs> fair, but fair. at the same time, like he is a white male, an older white male who is sexually assaulting women, is racist. He is fitting the Republican mold. Those are what Republicans are, and that's sad because it makes the ones that are not like that. Like, I just assume that they're going to turn into that eventually because that's what Republicans do. They're either sexually assaulting women or they are sexually assaulting little boys. Those are Republicans for you. You're also kind of describing, like, Catholic priests in this That's state. also true. <laughs> Who are also probably Republicans. Exa- yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very, very well said. The gay concentration camps. Yeah, Chechnya camps. opened up some gay concentration camps. What the fuck is going on? That is this so, is like, Trump's unsettled. America that it's affecting the world. I mean, Turkey just voted to basically get rid of their democracy and become a dictatorship. There's still shit going on in Venezuela because they are protesting their president for becoming a dictator. What is going on in the world? How are we going back to 1945? I do that in my looks. I don't want to go back to a concentration camp. <laughs> oh, yes, I forget you're Jew. <laughs> but I know, no, but it's, it's, it's extremely unsettling. Like, yeah. I thought it was a hoax at first. When I saw this, like, all over my social media, I'm like, these people are idiots. Like, this is not something for you to just be like, oh, my God, like, eh, like, make yeah, it Yeah, I hope that that was false, and it was not. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, this is actual, like, there's a lot of postings about this. This is actually really concerning mm-hmm. that this is an actual thing going on today. In 2017. In 2017. How the fuck does that happen? Hashtag America. Do you remember, like, a few years ago you were like, gosh, I hope Obama doesn't suddenly turn against being for gay marriage. Like, that was the biggest stress in our lives. Now we're, like, I hope that I don't wake up when World War III has started. I'm going to walk to work and get shot by an old, like, somebody in a car. They're just going to get out and on Facebook Live shoot me or send me off to Russia to go to a gay concentration camp. What the fuck is going on? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. We have made America great again, haven't we? Mm. Oh, we? Uh, I don't know. I know. Yeah, yeah, we have not. Here's a little positive going on right now. One of the most conservative areas in Georgia is running a special election or had a special election yesterday for their um, one of their county seats. And it has been conservative Republican for as long back as Georgia has basically been a state. And the Democratic nominee received over 
49% of the vote, so just close to the 50, which would have had him win. The next highest, the Republican nominee, only got about 19%. So they're going to have to do a special election in June. But it is good news. Hopefully the Democratic National Convention will actually put some money into this, because while it's not going to change Congress, it is really important that we are seeing some resistance to the conservative Republican regime that we're living in. Right, and for anyone who's like listening to us, and we don't touch on politics here a lot for a reason, but it's not that we're like, oh, we don't want Republicans in the U.S., we hate Republicans, it's just that they just share views with, amongst themselves that we don't share them with. We see things a certain way, and that's the whole part of democracy in the right. U.S., is for you to try to voice your opinion and say, hey, no, this is what I want, and if we're being realistic right now, it's almost extreme how much the Republicans are going on their own agenda. You know, the thing is, is I agree with that 100%. I also feel that this kind of had to happen because Democrats, young people, were not getting out, were not voting, were not expressing their opinions, got very laid back in how things were going. Under President Obama, we got a lot of really great things. We got gay marriage. We got a lot of fantastic things that people didn't have to fight for, and now they're going to have to fight for them. So maybe we'll see a change in millennials so they are not called the millennials anymore. I mean, if they will, but it's not going to have a negative connotation like it does now. So as much as it all sucks, maybe in the long run it's for a good thing because we're all actually fighting. Yeah, we're all learning. I agree. I said that as soon as, as, soon as we all knew that Trump was going to be president, I was like, well, if there's anything, anything, like one thing I could take this positive out of this, out of this excuse me, is that people are just not going to be politically correct anymore. Like, we have somebody in office who does not give a fuck. Right. So hopefully the rest of the U.S. will stop giving a fuck and just say things so that we can get things done instead of being like, oh, I'm going to sugarcoat, I'm not going to say this, I can't. I will have to be politically correct, Because that's one thing that me personally has really gotten on my nerves. I hate sugarcoating shit. I hate having to accommodate someone into a conversation, like... Just say it for what it is. If they don't like you, then fuck it. Like, whatever. Right. Like, you know, nobody... Like, not everybody has to like you. Like, that's part of the reason why you're you, so... That was something Era talked about last week, too, is that when it comes to your comedy, you have to know that some things are okay to say, some things are not okay. And sometimes you just gotta push it. Maybe it will be okay, and you just are too afraid to say it. Give it a shot. If you get bad press for it, you learn from it. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad And there's someone who will appreciate it. Yeah. There's gonna at least if, out of twenty people, one person will probably laugh the loudest out of that right. crack joke that exactly. you just said, you know. But you know, to each his own. Yeah. And more positive things. So people, uh, welcome back from Lent. Uh, if you gave up social media or podcasting, please subscribe now on iTunes or Google Play. Store. Yes, queen. <laughs> I love that. Um, shameless plug-in. Also, Lexi, you have gifts. I have gift. You have gifts. I have gift thirty-five dollar purchase. So actually, if any of you guys are looking to replenish some uh, makeup, Long Comb is a $35 purchase, gets you a seven, a customized seven-piece free gift. Um, I think the one that's worth it, though, is a $70 purchase, though, because that's a step-up gift. We're giving out lipsticks this year. Actually, look, I brought treats for oh, you yeah. to see. But we have gifts. I have gifts. <laughs> I brought them here. But we have lipsticks that we're putting into the step-up and that lipstick, like each one of them, costs you like $28. 
Wow. And you're getting each one of, like, you're getting three of them for free if you're getting, like, you're getting, let's say you're getting a cleanser that you need and maybe, like, a foundation. So you buy $70 and you get $70 worth of lipsticks? Basically. Wow. Alongside whatever you're already getting. Wow. Actually, $90 worth of lipsticks? Basically. Wow. Look at those. Look at these colors. All right, let's move into what grinds my gears. What grinds my gears? What grinds my gears? Uh, when people don't have common decency. Yeah. Yeah, we just had a big discussion about Republicans, but let's talk about just normal people in our normal day life. What the fuck? I had a customer. Let me tell you about this real quick, just because I always have customer stories. Yeah. Uh, there's this lady who came up to the counter and was talking to the wrong person because that person was from another counter. I get it. You're bad. You didn't know. But that just started off wrong because then she got mad at her for not wanting to help her, even though I had just told her, she works at Elizabeth Arden. I work here in Longcomb. How can I help you? And then she goes, oh, a man. Thank you for stating the obvious. Cool. Like, that doesn't... All right. I don't buy into gender norms. I would not have assumed your gender. I should have just said that, right? <laughs> I should have been like, did you just assume my gender? Like, the fuck? But then, all right, cool. And then she busts out what she needs. She's like, I need this foundation in the shade. And I was like, yeah, let me look for that, you know? And so I take about two minutes to look for it because I'm, like, looking through drawers. I'm looking at the displays. And then I look up at her and I was like, you know what? It doesn't seem like we have... Oh, Jesus Christ! And, like, walks away. And, like, is throwing a fucking tran a tantrum as she's walking away. And I was like, have a good day. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You didn't, you didn't like, stop... To think, oh, well, maybe I could give you samples so that we can order it for you and get it shipped to your house for free, and that way you're yeah. getting the product you want and you would still have your fucking $35 gift that you came in for. What really, like... Yeah, people are very entitled, and I feel like it's... Here's my thoughts on the whole entitlement issue. It is either older people or younger people. But the people that are, like, our generation, you know, 20s, 30s, um, even pray into their 40s, not so much. Because they had to work. They had to get shit done. They, had to, they didn't know the entitlement that came from being a baby boomer or growing up with the people that had to work, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm with you. I am currently dealing with an issue where I have been trying to call somebody because I need to talk to them by three hours ago. And they still have not called me. And I've called and left messages, emailed, everything I can do to get in contact with this person and cannot get a hold of them. I'm so sorry that grind on Grinder is not getting back to you. It has been a real struggle. <laughs> I am without my chest plate. I am without my padding. I'm just here bearing my soul. Oh, I'm so sorry, baby girl. Okay. But I don't understand. Where did common decency go? How? What have? Did your mom not teach you treat others like how you want to be treated? I mean, she said it in Spanish, so maybe that's the miscommunication issue there. Maybe, maybe. But I think I don't know. We 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 always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're having a really busy day or something or other. But like. If you're going from, like, one day to the next and you're still waiting on a response and I've blown up your phone for the past three hours, then you're kind of like, hey, get the message. I need a response. Like, right. I need you to prioritize. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, 100%. But, yeah, again, I'm sorry. I just don't understand. In real life, people yelling at you when you're trying to get a hold of somebody, somebody ignoring you, and on social media, when you're just being shady just to be shady. Like, don't be a cunt. I don't know. Like, your mom said, treat others like you want to be treated. She didn't say, don't be a cunt. But it's the same thing. But it's the same concept, yeah. Don't be a dick. Like, why? 
or at least have the other party understand that hey I'm being malicious for entertainment purposes I don't actually hate you like that would solve so many fucking issues around That's here seriously. if you were just like hey disclaimer I'm about to talk shit about you but I actually love you like cause then they, they know where you're coming from like yeah. you, you do that with your friends you, you call me right. a fucking cunt all the time I don't take it personally right. cause you are bitch <laughs> anyway but that's the other thing is that social media should not be your sounding board don't air your dirty laundry or somebody everybody. or so that somebody else's dirty laundry Seriously. I fucking ooh that's the one thing that really gets on my fucking nerves you have no right to put someone's dirty laundry out to dry like how agreed. dare you agreed now I'm all so be up. decent to people treat people like you want to be treated have some common decency don't be a cunt don't be a cunt don't all be right. me let's move into our rue cap <laughs> Lexi, you've not seen this week's episode yet. Unfortunately mm-hmm. not. You'd think because I was at Ultimate Queen, like, I would be watching these episodes, but I have other shit going on when the episode's on, so, yeah. no. Yeah, I haven't been able to watch them lately. So, in this episode, they had to do a morning talk show, mm-hmm. which was very similar to the newscasting show that they had to do in season three. Okay. Where it was the Heathers and India Farah and the Boogers on the other side, right? Heathers and India Farah. Okay. <laughs> You're so funny. So, in this episode, you learn that Charlie is very much a control freak, would not let Cynthia kind of do her own thing, find her own comedy, be funny with it. it, was very connected to her cards. It was kind of hard to watch. When you watch it, you'll be like, oh, girl. Was it uncomfortable? Ooh. It was uncomfortable. Ooh. But you did get to see how well Sasha and uh, I think it was Peppermint were working together. Eureka and Nina worked really well together. Yeah, you also got to see how Alexis and Farah worked really well. There was a lot of good chemistry going on. Oh, that's good. Good. Like, Except for Charlie and Miss Cuckoo. It was it was rough. <laughs> oh my god. So in the end the lip sync, the lip sync is probably pretty legendary at this point. Really? Trinity was in the bottom with Charlie. What? And Trinity brought it. What she the fuck? did really well. You can tell she's a pageant queen, but she's also a really great performer. She did amazing. Charlie didn't move. Like, at all. Stood in the same spot. Did not move. Really? Yeah. So she she busted, like, a Tammy Brown. Tammy moved more. What? Yeah. Ew. Oh, my God. She didn't even, like, move her hands. You hear the girls in the back, like, screaming, Charlie, come on. Like, do something. And she didn't. Uh, There have been things going around saying that she had broken a rib during the cheerleader cheerleader challenge, and that's why she couldn't move. She was in a lot of pain. I totally get that. Totally understand. She was also wearing like eight inch heels. Totally understand not wanting to dance around in those two. When you're 67. 52. Oh. <laughs> same difference. Right? Yeah, same to difference. Yeah. <laughs> she also said during Untucked and during the episode that she's a live singer, that if she ever got put in the bottom, she was not going to do anything. She was going to be sent home. But why? Why would you? Like, I'm. that's such a turnoff and such a disappointment just because I felt like Charlie was going to make it really far in the I competition. Too. I'm like, girl, like, I understand. 
that you have a respect for the type of drag queen that sings and that's something you do. But that's not what's being asked of you. You're asked to lip sync. So lip sync, like you want to do this competition? Like, what yeah. the fuck? Now I understand because I saw a post that said that was ranting about Charlie and I still didn't know what the fuck was going on. But that was ranting about Charlie about how other queens like would kill for this opportunity and you just threw it away. I see that side of it. I also see Charlie's side of it. Like, it does suck when you have to be something you are not and if she's not a lip-syncing queen, if she's never lip-synced. I've been to London. I know how they perform. Most of them sing live. I had to sing live when I was performing in London. Like, I get it. When it's not something you know how to do, it makes it really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. If you can deliver... Latrice didn't move a lot. She didn't dance around like crazy and won lip syncs. It's all in how you're stage present. Please listen to last week's episode featuring Arrow Waters. <laughs> Another shameless plug. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree. Like, it's all about the demeanor, what you're giving. Like, if you're going to give me, like, a slow ballad, but that's the best fucking performance of a slow battle I've ever seen, I'm going to come pay yeah. you to come see that again. Exactly. You know? It's about how you do it. It's not about what you do. It's about how you do it. Right. What happened at Ultimate Queen? Uh, this last week I was put in the bottom. I heard. With Menage Ta. You heard? Oh, thanks for reaching out. It was just a really dark, dark part. You seemed to be, like, you were kind of feeling really good until they rejected your idea, right? Well, yeah, because I, I'm, if I'm being completely honest, like, I still want to perform and I still want to, like, try to make it as far as I can, but I've, like, I'm officially, like, over it. Just because I understand their concerns, but I'm also debating whether or not I want to be a part of a competition where I'm trying something different. I'm trying to grow as an entertainer and do these different things, and you're stunting my growth. Does that make sense? Like, you're like... You are Charlie. You won the lip sync, though. Yeah, but it almost felt wrong, too. Why? Because I was really like, we, like, literally the week before, me and Minaj were doing duets together. I thought to myself, like, after we performed, like, I, I was so upset with how it came out myself mm-hmm. that I was like, we're going to land at the bottom. We're going to land at the bottom. We're going to land at the bottom. But we didn't because Petty left. So then I felt like a certain sense of relief because I'm like, cool, because I just got really close to this bitch. Like, I don't, just, I don't know how I'd feel if I were, like, to go up against her, you know? But it ended up happening anyway. So I'm like, fuck. Like, I have to lip sync against her anyway, and I feel really shitty about this because I'm not about to let her send me home, but I also don't want to send her home. So it's just a really shitty feeling for you to go up against a friend because I've known her for years, but we just got really... When we did the do this, we got a lot closer than we have been. So it just... It sucked. It sucks for me. Like, it, it kind of broke my heart. Like, like, I gave her a big old hug, and I was just like, baby girl, it's okay. Like, we're fine. It's okay. And she was like, yeah... She's like, I'll see you next week. And I was like, I better see you. It was just, I don't know. It was it was sweet, but at the same time, I was like, no, why? I was like, let her stay. Let me go. Like, All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to jump into our main discussion. We'll be right back. Boop. Hey, Lexi, you've seen my new shoes, right? They're so cute, girl. They are so cute. I posted a picture of them recently on Instagram. You can see how quality these crystals are. I know. And honestly, that picture does not do it justice. Agreed. 100%. Yeah, you can look at those fuckers up close and they look so good they reflect light so well yeah and you can see that each crystal was laid individually one by one one by one and you can tell yeah it's quality pristine work is what is being done there do you need to get something stoned or are you already stoned and you want to just get more stoned are you too stoned to stone your own outfits or maybe you're just too stoned to understand the stoning joke (laughs) that might be it (laughs) 
Visit Etsy.com slash TCDesign. That's Etsy.com slash T-E-E-C-E-E Design and get your stoning done now. And mention that Lacey and Lexi sent ya. Did you know that this podcast is also sponsored by our live show bookings? If you haven't booked us at your local bar, comedy club, theater, or living room, why not? Visit LaceyJores.com and click on the Contact Me link for rates and fees today. Or if you want to throw a couple bucks to us, click the Tip a Queen link. And we're back! So we're going to move into our main discussion. We're going to talk about taking life too seriously. Or not taking life too seriously. Like, just... So this is something you want to talk about because you've been having some deja vu recently. I just... Which is French for already seen. Already... Oh, look at you. Oh, deja vu. Merci beaucoup. What did I just say? Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, well then, yes. Merci beaucoup. I don't know. It's just a really interesting concept. Like, this whole deja vu concept, this whole, like, you've lived it already, maybe in a past life kind of thing. I've just had this really weird sensation that, like, lately, like, a lot of stuff that I've been doing, I've already done. Like, exactly. Like, if you guys don't know what deja vu is, it's basically, like, either you dreamt it or you felt like you've lived it already. Like, everything that's happening at the, in that sequence is happening exactly the way you remember it. I remember the other day, it was, and this sounds like it's something stupid, right? But my coworker came up to me and was like, hey, like, this customer's looking for a cream blush. And as soon as, like, she was coming up to me with that customer, everything was, like, blowing my mind because I had seen this exact customer with this exact coworker walking up to me the exact same way they were walking up to me when she was asking me this question. And I remember, I just, like, I don't remember when this happened because not everybody looks for cream blush. Right. Like, what the fuck is... Most people don't even know what the fuck that is. So, you know that this is not a common occurrence, but I know that this exact situation happened, and the time before when this happened, I couldn't help them. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't have any. And this time, I remember, as I'm helping them, telling myself, like, I'm having, like, a short, like, anxiety attack, and I'm telling myself, like, get it right this time. Get it right this time. Like, you better find that green blush. And so I was like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I think Origins has a few. Like, if you want to go take over to Origins, like... I'll start looking for mine and bring them over. And then she bought like two and I was like, great. But like, I don't understand why I had so much anxiety over something that I'm not even sure happened before or not. Does that make sense to you? Like, yeah, no, I totally, I've, I've also had deja vu. I mean, I think the theory with deja vu is not necessarily that you have lived that exact moment, but you have experienced that kind of feeling before that you doesn't really, you don't really know where it came from, but it's possibly coming from a past life having some sort of anxiety that your brain recognizes that anxiety is about to come up so it puts itself into overdrive and starts spitting yeah. all these like different scenarios mm-hmm. and it creates one for you to see that you're like I've already seen this before because you probably have in a different situation two people walking up to you and I don't know I don't know how it all works your brain is fucked all the time. Yeah, because I was talking to a friend about it, and then the, there's another scientific theory. Mm-hmm. You know, because the brain just works at, like, a thousand miles an hour at any given time. And so sometimes, like, the way that you perceive time is different than what's actually going on. True. So their theory was that deja vu is, like, when you when your body starts kind of, like, overdriving and, like, overreacting, you're thinking it's deja vu when really what's going on is that it's storing that for some reason into a long-term memory. Mm. So when it's happening, 
it feels like it's already happened because it's in your memory already and your brain is just catching up interesting yeah because your brain does fill in gaps all the time you there are hundreds of scenarios in which your brain does not see anything but it creates something there Mm -hmm. one of the theories is that you can never dream about somebody that you've never seen before have you ever heard that no yeah that you have, you had to have seen them. Even if it was just passing on the street, your brain saw it. Even though your brain didn't, you didn't register it. Your brain saw it and put them in a memory. I've had that many times where I've killed people in my dreams. Not like literally, like they have died. <laughs> car accidents a lot. Ooh, that's really dark. It's because I was in a car accident. It was the most traumatic thing in my life. Right, I was in a coma for two weeks. So when I, I feel like when I am getting deja vu or stress, like my body goes into that anxiety. car accident. Because that's what it remembers. Because I cannot recall things from before the car accident. Like, Only what people have told me or pictures I've seen. Like, I don't remember anything. Anyway, we're going like on about deja vu and all this. And I think it's because I also want to talk about like past lives. And just like getting our head around the concept that like you've been here before. Sure. Like, chances are you've done this before. Chances are you were someone else, probably in a different location, doing something completely different. But you've lived before. Right. Like, this is a concept that's not new to us, and not everyone believes that I get it. But just hear me out for a second. If I told you, Lacey, that your past life was of a Victorian prostitute, would you be able to relate to that in any way, shape, or form? No. Do you see it as a possibility? Sure. Yeah. Because you're a slut and you like sucking dick. So... I mean, maybe that's from that era. I'm not saying that that's one of your past lives. I'm not a psychic. But I'm just saying there's certain things that we take from each life that we carry on into something else. Now, you and I have had a conversation where you've talked about how you've basically been told that you've had like a thousand lives before. Which, in a sense, makes sense to me because I've always felt that you've had this kind of vibration where you're really wise about things. Thank you. You're not smart. Like, you're not, like, a smart ass, or you're not, like, oh, like, this is a big word that I'm using in a conversation, but you're, like, very, like, no, but, like, I don't think you're seeing things for what they are. No, I, we have discussed that. I have been told by different psychics, different mediums, different tarot card readers that I am on my last life, that my soul will finally be able to rest after this body physically dies, that I have lived many, many, many lives, and I am very wise, because every time you live one, you don't remember everything that happened, but you have intuitions and feelings that begin to come up because you've learned lessons in the past life. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to your last life, you make less mistakes, but you make the same mistake a lot because you didn't ever learn that in any of your past lives, and you're not going to learn it in this one, and you're not going to get to ever learn it because your soul's going to rest after that but it's coming with the realization that it doesn't matter if you learn this lesson or not you're done (laughs) but with that with being wise and understanding all of these past roles and whatnot that your job is to teach you need to help the younger souls learn a lesson for their next life so by the time they get to their last life they can do the same right There's also a theory that the quote-unquote millennial generation that we're dealing with right now are all brand new souls. They are living their first life, and that's why they're so entitled, 
they are stupid. And because it's a brand new set of souls, they are looking at things completely different, which is why we have this huge amount of social justice warriors. Because they are brand new souls that literally do not see anything that is constructed already. Like gender. Like what is masculine, what is feminine. These things that people are fighting for all the time in the millennial generation, quote unquote. The social justice warriors is because they don't know any constructs from previous lives. The last time... Which I think is good. I do too. They're going to change the world. But right now, they're annoying as fuck. The last time we had (laughs) a set of new souls was the baby boomers after World War II. Which is why, even when I said earlier, it's the older generation and the millennial generation. They're fighting, but they're both the same because they are both brand new souls. Or at least at the time. Right. I have been told that I was... Either Joan of Arc or one of her ladies-in-waiting. I have been royalty, I have been peasant, and you learn different things by living different types of lives. Let's talk about stresses, though. Because we had a realization before we started this podcast. <laughs> Didn't we, Lexi? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, like, stressing about it now, so, yeah. So we were talking about how you're stressed out right now because you want, you're craving some sort of change. Whether it's a new job, or moving locations in a job, or moving apartments, or just shaking things up a little bit in your life so you don't feel stagnant. Mm -hmm. And you're stressing about that. Mm -hmm. Moving is a huge stress. I can tell you that right now. You've seen my apartment. I'm packing up. I'm stressed to the T with moving. Mm -hmm. Switching jobs is a huge stress. And we came to the conclusion that you are addicted to stress. I don't understand. Why? Like, that makes no sense. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense because you said it and I had to take a moment and I was like, what the fuck? You're completely right. But it makes no sense. Why? Like, why would you willingly, like, want to create stress? Like, and I've, I've noticed that sometimes I just blow shit out of proportion because I'm just like, Bleh. and then, like, someone like my boyfriend will look at me and be like, dude, it's really not that big a deal. And I'm like, well, you just don't get me. You don't understand me. And then, like, a week later, I was like, I blew that shit way out of proportion like there was no point in me trying to go off about something stupid like that i think it's for my mother i think my mom used to stress out about a lot of things and and granted like most of the stuff she was stressed out about she had every you know right Right. to be stressed out about it's money putting food on the table but i always remember telling her mom like relax like it's really not that big a deal like if You want to treat us right, and you want to, like, take us to the movies, but you have no money for it. There's no reason for you to stress out about that. We're fed. Right. It's fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know whether or not I just, like, unconsciously, like, inherited that side of her, where it's just I'm constantly, like, oh, my God, I have to do this. Oh, my God, I have to do this. Oh, my God, I forgot to do this. Oh, I have to pay this bill. Like, my mind is constantly racing as to what else I need to do. And you know what the worst part is? I end up figuring out the things I need to do and I don't do them. Because then it gives me anxiety because I'm like, what if I get it wrong? So when you were in school and you had a big project coming up, were you like a last minute? Oh, totally. Completely last minute. And with work now, do you put off certain things so that it is like last minute that you feel that you get the most done? I just feel like naturally, I don't know if it's because of just the way that I made myself grow up that way, but I feel like sometimes I just do perform a little bit better when I'm like racing. Stress, yeah. yeah, you know, which I, wish, I really wish it wasn't the case because even though I do good, I still feel like I would do better if I just sat down, thought about things, planned things out, and then, and then 
raced to the top. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Instead of figuring things out as I go, because even though it's good, it's not great because it's not polished work. Yes, I get that. I think what it comes down to is what it probably is partly how you grew up from your mother. And again, I'm not any sort of mental health professional, so please remember this is unsolicited advice. I am very unqualified. (laughs) I am on my last life, though, so I know things. Okay, good. Okay, all right, cool, yes. Part of it, I think, is your mom. Part of it, I also think, is you don't want to enjoy the things around you because you're afraid that if you enjoy them, they're going to change for a bad thing. Like, if you get really addicted to your apartment or your boyfriend or your job and you're like, this is the best, this is life, this is my favorite thing, something's going to change where it gets fucked up. And you're worried about that. Also, I think you're addicted to the adrenaline rush that comes with having a deadline and you've put it off to the last minute, like you did in school. You get that adrenaline rush where you're like, fuck, I have to get this done. I only have eight hours to do it in. This is when I'm going to do my best work. Because you get that adrenaline rush. I think you're addicted to that, too. Oh, my God. You've blown my mind, like, four times today <laughs> with the things that we've talked about. Like, this is my therapy session. <laughs> because that is exactly what it is. I have constant anxiety about the things that I do have going for me. I just want them to stay. But I don't want to give them attention or recognition because if I do, then I'm giving them importance, and, and, then if, and then they'll go away. So you would rather create other stresses so you can't focus on what's good. I, it's my life, my entire life, the things I do and the things that have come in my life have always been in a form of a distraction. And so that I don't focus on what I need to focus on, whether it's on purpose and I'm doing it to myself. That's part of the reason why I think I'm an entertainer and I like doing what I do, whether it's makeup or whether it's like being a drag queen, whether it's just being clown. It's because I just like giving people distractions to like... Not focus on the negative. But it's an endless loop because I do that to myself and it's not letting me grow because I'm just stuck in that same loop. That's part of the reason. I had a conversation with another friend where we're thinking that part of the reason why I've had so much deja vu lately and it's really like been bothering me, it's because I'm plateauing again. Yeah. I'm stuck in a situation where I'm having car troubles with my car. It's My car is not paid off. I'm not exactly sure whether or not I want to stay in my place of employment. I'm recognizing that I could treat my boyfriend better because I'm not giving him the attention that he deserves. And so that, like, this... And, and I'm, like, stressing out about this competition. I'm, like, at a different location doing different things, but I'm in the exact same spot I was last year Right. at this time. I feel like you are on your last couple of lives, too, because you're also very wise. When I can't be the wise one, you're always the one to kind of step in, you know? Mm-hmm. You can see the perspectives that I usually see, but when I can't, you are definitely there. Where I, that's where I'm like, wait, nope. But it's the same thing. You are doing the same thing over and over and over again because... Because you have not learned that lesson yet. And you may not learn it in this lifetime. You may. You may not be on your last life. But you still have an opportunity to learn from this lesson. But it also, I think, with age... Because I was the same way. I was addicted to stress and I was addicted to that adrenaline rush. And I didn't want to recognize anything good because that meant it was going to go away. Once I turned 30, it just was like, I'm good. Yeah, I just lost my job. I'm losing my apartment. I have no money right now. Life is not super fantastic. I'm like, it'll work out. 
I've always landed on my feet. I've got resources. I know how to use them. I'm not afraid to ask like I was when I was 25 and this was happening, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, things are different. Thing. So, like, things with age, too, you just kind of, you learn to mellow. My mom told me that when she turned 50, it was, like, the next thing where it was, like, she woke up and she was, like, I don't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> I wish it could be that like that now. I was just like not give a fuck. Like, I remember my mom going to the grocery store. The lady said, do you want paper or plastic? And my mom was like, I don't give a fuck. And the lady also over 50 was like, I don't give a fuck either. And my mom <laughs> walked out carrying her groceries, like, dropped an orange, watched it roll away because she didn't have a bag. And nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that sounds glorious. I remember, like, the week before my 30th birthday, I was texting everybody I knew, like, I don't understand what's happening. I'm so fucking stressed out right now. I was supposed to be married, have kids in a white picket fence with a three-bedroom house. Like, that's where I'm supposed to be, not living with a roommate with two cats that scratch the shit out of my couch. Like, that's not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> like, I was freaking out. And then I woke up 30, like, I'm really good. My life is okay. I love my cats. My cats are awesome. They're shitheads sometimes. They're fucking dicks, dude. To you. To me. Well, I'm, I'm also... I call them cunts, so... That's true. But here's the big thing. that we're, The main thing that we're talking about here is that you need to learn to trust your gut. If you oh, keep God. putting things off to the last minute because that's where you feel like your gut is going to take over, if you do it earlier and let it sit... I think you're afraid that you're going to want to go back and change things because you're going to... Yes. Because I do that. Because I do that so much because I start over and Like, if I, if I plan too early, it'll start like an original concept and it'll be completely different by the time I get to the end of it. And then at the end of it, I'm not even trying to like what yeah, I did because it changed everything. so much. Yeah. Where that's where you need to trust your gut. I remember my first audition to Drag Race. I sat in the room where we record our podcast every week... For six hours to answer 15 questions because I second-guessed everything I said. Like, what are they going to think if I say this? What is this person going to think? What if I don't mention this? This time, I was like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) You're like your mother. Yeah, getting there. (laughs) I just trusted my gut. And you know what? I'm not going back to change them. I said it. I trusted myself when I said it. It's exactly how I felt. I don't give a shit. If you don't like it, you don't like it. You need to learn to trust your gut. If you did things... If you had a week, right? You have a week to do things. You've probably not started whatever your Friday gig is, right? <laughs> I've started one segment of it. Uh-huh. If you were, if you had, let's just say that you had Saturday off and you just got it done and let it sit and you just trusted your gut that you did the right thing, you're going to be fine. There's no stress on that. You're done. But you don't. You're going to let it sit and you're going to be like, mm, maybe I should stone that more. Or mm, what if somebody else is going to do something very similar? Oh, what if somebody picks the same song? Then I have to change everything. Don't worry about it. So you need to learn to trust your gut. But when you do trust your gut, something that comes from it is regrets. Man, I have a, I'm like riddled with regrets too. Like, it's, uh, I regret not going to school. I regret not staying in California sometimes. I regret not moving back to California. You know, I don't know. Like, there's just a lot of things that I regret. That's one thing that I have noticed about myself, though, that I'm a little bit better about is that I do regret and I do recognize, oh, like, I probably fucked up. I probably could have done that. But I I personally don't give that too much attention, Right. you know, my regrets. Because 
those give me even more anxiety. Those give me even more like stress and like paranoia. If I focus on the regrets, oh my god, I didn't do this. Because at that point, like the way I look at it, at this point, is like you can't fucking go back and change it. Right. So why the fuck would you stress out about it? Just like recognize that it happened, learn from it, and just fucking move on. You know, like oh, I probably should have not hit on that guy when I was single seven years ago because his boyfriend was there. Right. But now I know to be more observant if the boyfriend is there or not, you know? Like, you do it when he's away. <laughs> or, or not at all because I'm in a relationship. So, But I mean, you know what I'm saying, you yeah. know? Completely. I understand. I feel that the biggest issue with most people is they live in their regrets. They don't learn from them. Yeah, they're just in an endless loop. It just eats at them all the time. And that's where they're going to die from. One of the things that... I don't remember which book I read this in, is that really there are only two emotions. There is love and there is fear. And if you are not living everything in love, then you are living it in fear. Regrets. Stressing all of the bullshit that you put yourself through because you're too afraid to do something else. When it comes to regret, you have to learn from them. You have to move on. You are not going to be the same person you are in a month. Everybody is constantly evolving, constantly changing. The week when I was 29 and when I turned 30, that is two separate people. All the bullshit that I did or may not have done in my 20s that people are still holding against me is not me anymore. I have learned, I have apologized to people I may have hurt, but I'm a different person. I've moved on. I'm growing. I'm learning. I'm living more in love versus fear. There are still plenty of options or times where I'm still living in fear. That I'm trying to learn how to move to the love side of it, right? Right. That makes total sense, though. It makes total sense how it's like you're either anxiety-ridden, paranoid, and fearful of what might happen, which because most of the time nothing's happening, really. Mm-hmm. Or you're just kind of like loving the fact that I don't know what's going to happen. Let's see what's, let's see what's, mm-hmm. what's going on, you know? Yeah. Like, so both of us suffer from anxiety. Both of us love stress. To a certain extent, yes. Right. 9,000 things to do, and I finished four of them. But in reality, in reality, is it 9,000 things that you have to do, though? No. Really? Like, and that's, that's, that's the thing that really gets me, is that half of the time, we're just blowing shit out of proportion, and that's exactly where the anxiety comes from, because we're like, <sighs> we're making a mountain out of a fucking molehill. Right. Like... Yeah. It's really not that big a deal. And that's that's the whole premise of this whole episode. Your life is really just not that big a deal, bro. Like, don't take life so seriously. That's exactly right. Like, don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Yes. Right? That's yeah. the idiom, I think, that we're trying to say. Idiom. <laughs> you're born. You're going to do a bunch of stupid shit. And you're going to die. And then when you are reincarnated as someone else, you're going to be born. You're going to remember some of that shit that you did. Or you're going to remember the lessons you learned. And you're going to do some more stupid shit. And you're going to die. And you're going to do it a thousand times until your soul can be like, all right, I think I understand the meaning of life now. I'm good. And then you're dead. And then you can rest. Because you put in all that fucking work at being an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to do a bunch of stupid shit. And maybe you're going to do something fantastic that's going to change the world. Probably not. Like, let's be honest. Just because... It's just out of the sheer volume of people. There are 7 billion people on the planet. 
It is estimated that by the time we die, there are going to be 10 billion people on this planet. Not everybody can change the world. Like, I hate to break it to you if that's what you think, but you're not going to change the world. What you want, your main goal in life should be to change the world of the people around you. Do something positive out of love to teach somebody else that they don't have to be fearful over at least one thing. That's what your goal should be. Mm-hmm. My goal is to teach people how to love through history, through grammar, through poetry and literature. This is how I want to teach you to love. But if you come to my house, I'm also going to teach you that you don't need to be an idiot addicted to stress. Are you hungry? Let me make you something to eat. Because I'm going to love through food. That's what I do. I kind of just teach people to like relax. Sometimes, I don't want to say through comedy because I'm not really a funny person. I just Sometimes talk, you are. I just talk a lot of shit, really. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I think I think that's where my kind of like angle is. It's just kind of pulling on those strings, giving you more anxiety for then for me to be like, I'm pulling on nothing. This is not a thing that exists. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. I like prying on what people stress out about and then just being like, okay. And then when I don't treat it as a big deal, they're like, what? what What was that about? I'm like, it's really not a big deal. So you didn't pay rent yesterday. You're going to pay, you're, okay, you're going to pay a little bit extra. It's not like you're not going to get money by that time. So what the fuck? So don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't be a cunt. Live life fully because you're going to die anyway. Yeah. Live yeah. life from love and not from right. anywhere Don't else. be so afraid all the time. All right, we're going to take another quick break and then we'll go back. We're going to talk about Lexi's favorite queen. Living the unique lifestyle is a commitment to uplifting, empowering, and validating women everywhere. It's devoting yourself to helping a global family of women realize their potential for personal growth and financial reward. Together, we make a beautiful team. Are you ready to live unique? Visit LaceyDrawers.com and click on Unique by Renee. And we are back. So we're going to move into our next segment, the one that Lexi didn't want to do, but then I did with Era, and everybody loved it. So I didn't say I didn't want to do it. No, I know. I even said that last week, that you wanted to wait to do it. Yeah. So we're going to move into our new segment called Follow That Queen. Instagram suggestion. Follow that queen. So, a lecture. You know the rules, right? They <sighs> Explain. Need to have, they need to not be a Denver-based queen. Okay. They could have performed in Denver. Eros has performed in but is not based in Denver. Okay. They cannot be a RuPaul's Drag Race contestant at the time of airing. Like, as of today, they cannot be. Okay. And they need to have less than 5,000 followers on Instagram. We will discuss, you'll say who they are, and then some things that you really enjoy about them. So, Lexi, who is your queen that you want people to follow? So, her name is Brianna Jade. Okay. And I know... I don't I don't want to say I know her. I kind of do. We performed with her, like, a few years back, you and I, in a show. Um, and she was here, like, visiting or trying to scout the area. But she fucking blew my fucking mind when she was out here. And I remember distinctly, and I like I laughed so hard at this because I was like, girl, I can relate because she had not been here that long. And she was like doing all these fucking different dance moves and shit like that. And then she got on the microphone and she goes, damn, this elevation in Denver's got me all kinds of fucked up because she couldn't breathe. Yeah. You know, and that was like, oh, my God, bitch, that was me when I first got here. Like, that was totally... So it was, I don't know, she was cool. She's based out of Kansas? Yeah, Kansas. Junction Junction City. Junction City. Um, She's actually a really talented barber, too, when she's, like, that's her day job. Um, I've seen her work. She is Brianna, that's B-R-I, 
H-A-N-N-A. And then Jade is J-A-Y-D-E. And that's all one word. So you can look for her on Instagram. She has like 3,000 followers. So she's up there. Yes. Yeah. She's got a few, she's got a following. Um, but she's fucking dope. She's really pretty, too. Uh, I think this is part of the reason why I fell in love with her originally. Because she's definitely like me. And she's fishy as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag debatable. Hashtag go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brianna's a great choice. And uh, luckily, both of us know her, so... All right, so mine is Anastasia Euthanasia. That fucking name is everything. She is based out of Portland, Oregon. Oregon. Or- Oregon. 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 When I came across her, I wanted to, like, book her right away. I don't know how long she's been doing drag. She's not been on Instagram for very long, so I don't know. I mean, she, the first post on Instagram was January of 2016, so she might still be a baby, but she doesn't look like a baby. She said, I don't look like one. Like Here's what I love. She can be super glamorous, and you're like... Holy shit, you look amazing. Glamazon. Mm-hmm. And then she'll post another picture where you're like, you are gender fucked like nobody's business. Your wig is ratty, you've got a beard, and your makeup is sloppy, and I fucking love it. Then she'll do them combined. She's got a beard and gorgeous makeup, gorgeous hair, gorgeous gowns, everything. She describes herself as uh, blasphemous beauty. Blasphemous. And when you look at her, you're like, yup. Yeah, Not she's... only are you being blasphemous in the, like, quote-unquote Christian way, because you're not doing... Gender norms. Gender norms. But you're also, like, fuck you to drag. Like, I'll do what I want. I'm yeah. Fucking artist. Yeah. Which so is her something... her makeup is amazing. Her hair is amazing. I have not yet seen her perform, but, like, the pictures of her performing, it looks like she's given life. Like, the action shots that she's had? Yeah. Oh. Fucking love for a good action shot. So please go follow her on Instagram. It is the Anastasia Euthanasia. And I'm not going to spell that because it's long. So find my post on on, uh, my Instagram because I will tag her in it. (laughs) That's easier. All right, Lexi, what else do you got to say? Anything you want to talk about? This was a good therapy session more than anything. So thank you so much. That'll be $80. All in wise ones. This was free, bitch. (laughs) Okay. We are friends. So Lexi, where can we find you on the interwebs? Interwebs. Lexi Diamond at Facebook.com. Again, as always, just watch out for the porn star. On Instagram, I'm uh, Lexi Diamond 93. That's probably where I'll put most of my stuff is Instagram now. Come find me. I want to thank everybody who helped me get over the 15,000 mark on Instagram. I would love always to have you come follow me on Instagram at LaceyDrawers69. Otherwise, you can find all of my contact information at LaceyDrawers.com. Are you done? You good? Yeah, I need you to hang up this time because I always hang up. And you I weren't don't. even here last week, so I had to hang up because Era didn't know what the. Fuck well, because she was uh, this Era's is Era. Used a phone Why the fuck would you invite Era to begin with? I don't know. You told me never to invite <laughs> Era. And then oh my I- god! Living the unique lifestyle is a commitment to uplifting, empowering, and validating women everywhere. It's devoting yourself to helping a global family of women realize their potential for personal growth and financial reward. Together, we make a beautiful team. Are you ready to live unique? Visit LaceyDrawers.com and click on Unique by Renee.